welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here as per usual. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope that you find something of value and interest here and don't hold my weirdness against me. That's rule number one of being a listener of my podcast. Um, Actually, rule number one of this podcast, if there were rules, would be that you share this episode with someone or share the podcast with someone. This is a podcast that it's um, kind of finding an audience by word of mouth because For one thing, a lot of us have friends who have weight issues or who have started a diet or are doing really well losing weight and they want to encourage their friend, but it's one of those things that's a little awkward to bring up. And so I have people come up to me and say, hey, I have this friend. She's doing really great. I would love it if you could talk to her and I'll meet that person. And and here standing in front of me is someone who is overweight, who is rocking their weight loss journey. And I don't know how to say, hi. I see that you're losing weight. Your friend told me. How can I help? I mean, it's such an awkward thing to start. It's so personal and it's not something you want to call out, especially when you just meet someone. But I'm dying to get all of the stuff I put in this podcast into the hands of people like that who really will find value and encouragement and motivation and inspiration from all of the content of this podcast. So if you know someone like that or you yourself need to reach out to somebody and don't really know how, send them this podcast. Just let them know, hey, here's somebody who is 400 pounds, who has been losing weight for 15 years and has some things to say. Um, That's the person that needs to hear this podcast more than anything is people that I just want to be a cheerleader for as many people as I can who are working to better their health and fitness and their lifestyle. So please share this episode. Post it on your social media. That's a really great way for you to get the word out. But more importantly, send it via text. You can send a link pretty easily. Send it via text or email or Facebook Messenger to somebody personally um, that you know that you think I could cheer on in their quest to lose weight or get healthy, etc. So um, I didn't have an episode last week. I was up in Ely, Minnesota, which is near the Boundary Waters. Um, The Boundary Waters, I think it's called the Boundary Waters Canoe Area, the BWCA. It's this big wilderness area that has been preserved and um, it's completely shut down from developing. And there's a, a certain number of permits that you have to, that people can get per season to go into the area to camp and canoe and explore. So it's wilderness. It's beautiful, apparently. It's uh, between the Minnesota and Canadian border. Um, I learned all of this via Wikipedia on our drive up there because I don't know anything about this stuff. I'm, I'm a new adventurer. I was not born an adventurer. But anyway, um, there's a woman who comes to my workouts in the park. She's just lovely. And her family home up there in Ely has been turned into an Airbnb. And she was so gracious to um, give me a weekend to stay in their Airbnb. This beautiful home um, was her grandmother's home right in town. And so my adventuring buddy, Amanda, and her fiance, Jeff, and um, our friends, Selena and Ryan, who actually... I've not really spent much time with Selena and Ryan, but on this trip, got to know them. It was really fun. And then Rand and I, we all went up 
up north for the weekend, last weekend. And um, I've been super duper busy with work. And so I didn't have any time to pay any attention to what we were going to do. And luckily, Ryan is a Boundary Waters expert and he goes up there a lot. And he does the trips where you canoe in with all your stuff and then you get out of the water and you camp and you and then you canoe to the next campsite. And then so like you don't – you're gone for days in the wilderness and you carry everything in your canoe and you camp and stuff. So he's like an adventurer where I'm like, I'm an adventurer. So there's the spectrum. Anyway, luckily he planned um, our activities. So we went up there. It was about four, about four hour drive for us, five hour drive for the other two couples. Um, just a charming little town. We got into town. We went for a hike that was super awesome. I really like hiking. I wish there was more hiking in Minnesota. Hiking is, I mean, Minnesota's pretty flat. So um, we went on a really great hike. Um, great conversation along the trail. And then we ended at a little waterfall area where um, not me and not Rand, but everyone else um, got their suits on and jumped into the water. I don't think Jeff did, but jumped off the rocks into the water, refreshing. It was beautiful. Um, It was just lovely and um, had a really nice dinner. We went to this restaurant in town and this was funny because I'm doing this – really specific diet right now um, in conjunction with a weightlifting program. So I'm just eating, you know, a certain number of ounces of protein and carbs and fat each meal. And so I'm super annoying. So we went to this restaurant and I just thought I'll order a chicken breast and some vegetables. And so the waitress arrived and I said, you know, can you make the fish on this menu? Can you grill it? And she said, no. And then she bent over and got kind of conspiratorial And she said, are you looking for something healthy? Because have you seen our menu? (laughs) She's like, if I ate all this food, I'd be fat as shit. And we were just all absolutely blown away that she said that. She was really funny. But um, it was nice because she understood what I was trying to do. So she gave us some healthy options. But she was a pill. Um, That wasn't the only rather shocking thing she said in the evening. But Anyway, so then the plan was on Saturday we were going to go canoeing. And so Friday night I had this big work project and I was up almost all night working. So when we got up to go canoeing, I was already tired, which wasn't really a great way to start a full day of adventuring. But we got up, we went to this outfitter and they were awesome. They loaded a van with the canoes. We picked our paddles, our life jackets, all this stuff. And then we followed this van to this little little inlet to where we could just push into the water and start canoeing. And so everything was great. And we got in the canoes and I don't swim. And so I was a little stressed out, but it, it was real stable and 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 I didn't die. And so we started paddling. And as soon as we got into the water, it was so beautiful. And the scenery was just gorgeous. And just it was just this idyllic, beautiful lake surrounded by trees. And so we started paddling and we paddled and Rand was behind me. He was steering. And so he requested that I tell him when I switched sides, when I got tired of paddling on one side, um, which immediately made me cranky because, I mean, I he could see me. I didn't really understand why I had to say, switching sides now, but I did. Anyway, um, there was a lot of lessons on the lake that day. Uh, my podcast last week was Lessons from a Mountain. This was Lessons from Canoeing 
on a lake. And here's lesson number one. Kristen doesn't enjoy canoeing. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't mind the action of canoeing, but here's the problem. You work really hard and you don't go very far. And then when you don't have a destination, here's lesson number two, Kristen doesn't do well when there's not a defined destination. Um, and I, I could have told myself this before going, but I didn't know that the plan was to just paddle and the other two couples were fishing and to just like hang out and paddle all day. The end. I thought we were going to a place and we were going to get out at that place and we were going to be like, yeah, we made it to the place. And then we were going to eat our lunches and then we'd be like, yes, it's great. Let's go back. And then we would paddle back to the place from whence we came. The end. We have completed the job of the canoeing fun. But that is not what we had planned. The plan was to relax and canoe. So lesson number three, Kristen doesn't relax well. And um, so I think we've been paddling about an hour when I finally kind of like went, okay, what's going on? Why are we doing this? What's the point? I don't understand this. <laughs> and Ryan very patiently explained, well, we're just paddling. We thought maybe we would paddle up to this river and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, let's go. Why aren't we just going? And um, it just didn't jive. I think the combination of not enough sleep and then just being Kristen um, was just not a good combination for that canoe and that day. Um, it was still a lot of fun. I didn't have a terrible time, but I it was really impossible for my brain and my body and what we were doing to sync up. I just I couldn't do it. And um, I don't think I ruined the trip for everyone. I might have ruined it for Rand. And I'm trying real hard to feel bad, but I can't because, you know, switching sides. I shouldn't have to tell people when I'm switching sides when it's very obvious. But anyway, oh, lesson number 150 is Randy and Kristen shouldn't go canoeing. So we won't be doing that together. I feel like we are both too independent and wish to control things a little too much to be trying to steer the same canoe. But... We, uh, we, we were very kind and respectful to each other while understanding and learning that canoeing isn't our sport. But um, it was fun. We got some rain on us. Um, we got to make fun of Selena because <laughs> she put on this red raincoat on top of her life jacket. So she looked like she was wearing the red Lego um, costume. She looked like a big red Lego. And that was real funny. And then... Um, one of the highlights of the trip was I had bought the Go Girl because when I had gone up Pike's Peak with Amanda and I had to go to the bathroom on the mountain, I was super not enjoying that, even though I was proud I did it. And so they sell these things. It's called the Go Girl, and it's a little silicone funnel uh, for women so that you can go outside and it's easier. I'm not going to go into detail, but um, I purchased three of them in anticipation for this trip. And um, they're amazing. I'm just telling you. They're they're discreet and they're like clean and they come in this little tube and they come with a little piece of tissue and a little baggie. So, you know, you can just pack it up and um, it's just great. It's a, it's a funnel. If you can picture a funnel that is um, not round – but works really well with with girls. It was amazing. And I was really excited I got to use that and it worked so well and I didn't have to stress out about having to go to the bathroom in the woods. 
So in case, you know, any of you really wanted to know all of that, there you have it. So anyway, um, it was a beautiful weekend. The weather was great. Um, all in all, we got a lot of really great exercise and movement, and it's always fun to spend time with those um, people. Um, and getting to know Amanda's fiance better. I, I don't know him super well. I feel like I know him better and Selena and Ryan. So it was it was great. So that's why there was no podcast last week. I was adventuring and learning lessons about who I am and who Randy is and who we are not together. <laughs> we are not canoers together. So um, anyway, so back this week with an episode, um, I have been reading as part of the phase three of Live Hard, which just wrapped up this week. And the book I've been reading is so good. I'm going to keep reading it until I'm done with it. I'm not like, woohoo, all done with my reading requirement. I'm just going to throw this book away. No, it's really good. It's called The um, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. And it's a terrific book. But there's a part of it that has just been ringing in my ears since I read it. It's just so powerful. And basically, a little bit of a paraphrase because I didn't find it and I'm not reading it back verbatim, but he said, to change your life, you have to look at your life and see something that you should change that you would change and then change it. And then how will I reward myself for actually changing it and then actually reward myself? So many of us forget to reward ourselves. We feel like, hey, I'm not a little kid. I don't need to reward myself like I'm a little baby. But honestly, it's really important to reward yourself. So the piece of that, though, that has been ringing in my head is to find something in your life that you would change. Because so many of us get stuck knowing there's so much we need to change. And we just get stuck and it's demoralizing and defeating. And so we never start. But to look at that list of things of all the things we need to change and just find something that, yeah, I would change that. Now, how am I going to do it? And what am I going to do for myself in return? Am I going to sit down and have a beautiful, wonderful, exquisite latte at my favorite cafe when this is done? Am I going to go to the spa or am I just going to take an hour to myself to take a nap or a bubble bath? It doesn't have to be something big and elaborate or expensive or crazy, but just something that is comforting and soothing and loving for yourself as a reward for doing that thing. And so as I think about health, weight loss, fitness, that arena that I spend so much of my time um, working with clients and, and working on myself, this whole concept of what is something I should change that I would change just feels so incredibly timely. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that as it relates to diet and exercise, the basic foundation of health. I've been leading these workouts in the park the last couple of months, and the one thing that I have loved is the diversity of the women that come. We truly have women from the age of 12 um, up to, I guess I can't guess how old our oldest um, person is, but I know we've had some women in their 60s come and some women in their 50s come regularly. And so, and we have all fitness levels and all body types, all different varied ex fitness experiences, and it's just incredibly diverse. And so 
I've been able to lead these workouts showing the most complex version of a movement and the most basic version of the movement so that everyone can show up and do them and work out according to what they can do and feel good about it. And that concept is truly the way that you change your life is you don't think about what's the pinnacle of health? What's the pinnacle of fitness? I have to get there. You think about, well, where am I and what can I do today with what I have right here? What is something that I could change that I will change right now? And when it comes to diet, I get very, um, I get very repeated comments to me about how I eat. People want to know how I eat. People want to know exactly what I eat, especially my clients. Well, what do you eat? What are your food rules? What are the things you don't eat? And I understand the curiosity, but it's so unimportant to everyone except Kristen, what Kristen eats, because we all fall on a spectrum. And the spectrum, if you imagine a line with, you know, one left hashtag and one right hash mark, I guess. And on the far left is the standard American unhealthy diet with fast food and soda, processed foods, packaged foods, sugary cereal, simple carbs, junk food, takeout. So the worst case scenario, that's how I ate when I was 19 and a new mom, okay? Uh, (laughs) Pizzas, Mountain Dew, chips, Oreos, staples of my diet. For dinner, I made elaborate dishes of macaroni and cheese and spaghetti for my family. And then on the other end of the spectrum would be the ideal healthy diet, which by the way, there's still a lot of controversy over what that means. Um, A keto diet, um, someone who eats like that is going to postulate all day, that's the most healthy way to eat. A vegetarian is going to tell you that's the most healthy way to eat. So honestly, the ideal, I don't even know what it is, but we all can agree that the ideal healthy diet would include whole unprocessed foods, balanced in nutrients, um, fresh foods, organic foods, um, full of vitamins and minerals, naturally occurring, unmessed around with, really clean, healthy, unprocessed, most of the time cooked at home, fresh food. So if that's the ideal, I'm not over there. I'm not there. Um, I'm not on the far left anymore, but I'm somewhere on that spectrum and I can kind of visualize in my head, okay, here's where I would put myself. So with your diet, it's important to take that inventory and say, okay, what is my diet? And this is where I think it would be great if you are listening now to participate in this, either with your notes app on your phone or if you have a notebook. But here are some questions to ask yourself about your diet. Um, First of all, how often do you eat out? People who eat out a lot tend to be more overweight than people who don't. People who eat out more frequently tend to eat more calories per meal. Um, You don't have control over what goes in your food. So I'm not telling you you can never eat out, but it's important to say, how often do I eat out? When I do eat out, how often do I choose something healthy? Like, are you ordering grilled fish when you eat out? That's much different than ordering a rack of ribs and garlic mashed potatoes and a giant lava sundae. Um, Maybe when you eat out, you eat at Chipotle, or maybe when you eat out, you eat at Burger King. So it does matter, but just simply make a list. How often do I eat out? When I eat out, how often is it fast food? I suggest writing down how many times per week you're eating out 
and how many times a week you're eating fast food. How many packaged and processed foods do I eat in a day? Think about your average day of eating. How many things that you eat come out of a package that are bought off a shelf in a grocery store? And I'm not judging you here. I'm just saying here are some questions to ask yourself. How many vegetables do I eat in a day? How many fruits do I eat in a day? What kind of carbs am I eating? I'm not here to say carbs are evil, but carbs are more valuable to your diet than others. So for instance, brown rice is better for you than white Wonder Bread. Um, Still cut oats are better for you than a packet of Quaker oatmeal that's got the sugar and the flavors in it. But write that down. What kind of carbs am I eating? Am I eating complex carbs or am I eating simple white carbs? How many desserts do I have in a day or a week? How many times a day do I eat snack food like chips or popcorn or pretzels? How often do I cook at home? How often do I buy organic fruits and vegetables? Um, And how much water do I drink in a day? So that's a sample of, of questions. And if you answer all of those questions and make that list, all I want you to do is look at that list and say, what is something here I should change? And now what is something that I would change? Because there's a chance there's a lot of things you just wrote down that you should change, but it doesn't matter if you're not willing to. So just find something here that you're willing to change. My list would say, how many cups of coffee do you have in a day? And I would say, it's none of your business and I'm not willing to change it. So I don't even talk about the coffee. So if you're not ready to talk about carbs or desserts, don't touch it. Just find something on this list that you would change and decide you're going to change it. Picture that spectrum. Where are you on that spectrum with that, the worst case scenario, terrible American diet on the left and the ideal, most perfectly healthy diet on the right? Drop, drop a line on that spectrum. Draw it out on your notebook and say, okay, here's where I am. And I just need to move closer to that ideal. And what on this list is keeping me stuck? And what on this list, if I changed it, would move me closer to the ideal? It's so important to not get wrapped up with, I'm here an inch from the far left and I need to go 25 inches to the right. It's so hard and it's such a huge change. I may as well not try. That's where so many of us sit for so long. This exercise of taking an inventory of what you're doing now and find something you're willing to change is going to start you moving closer to where you need to go. And In time, if you continually do this, you will make progress toward a healthier and healthier diet. That's exactly how I have done this for the past 15 years. When I first started losing weight, I was still eating junk food and Oreos and cookies and stuff, but I was using Weight Watchers, where at 400 pounds, I could still eat a lot of calories and still lose weight. So the, the content of my food was still terrible, but I started eating less quantities, and I started learning that I could have as many bowls of lettuce as I wanted to when I wanted a boredom eat and it was fine. So I started learning to trade out some vegetables for the junk food and it was a learning process and a slow exchange and a slow letting go one by one of those habits and those foods that were keeping my diet really terrible. So start where you are now and just find something that you would change and decide how you're going to change it and do it. 
My first food rule, believe it or not, years ago, and I didn't even know about making food rules back then, was I, I said, you know what? It's not reasonable that I eat two pizzas in a sitting. I am only ever going to eat one pizza in a sitting. I'm not kidding. I would order two pizzas and I would eat two pizzas from Domino's. Easy. And it finally hit me like that is unreasonable. And I will eat one pizza and I'll eat something else if I still want food. But that was my first food roll. And so that sounds like, whoa. But that's where I was. And that got me moving in the right direction. So some examples of things that you could do for changing your diet. Maybe you say, okay, I'm eating out five times a week. Maybe I'll eat out four times a week. Um, Maybe I'm not eating any vegetables on the weekends. Maybe I eat vegetables seven days a week, just one serving. Uh, Maybe I say, well, I'm eating too much bread. I've always felt like I eat too much bread. I eat a whole loaf of bread in two days. So I'm going to eat one piece of bread a day. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be crazy, but just start that process of moving toward a better diet and pick the thing you're willing to do. Maybe you're willing to cook at home twice as often or once a week. Maybe you're willing to say, I'm not going to have dessert in my house. Maybe I'll have dessert out. I talk a lot about food rules on this podcast, and this is where you can start making those food rules that are palatable to you, that you feel like that you can do forever, because that's the whole point. The whole point is to move your diet, which diet means how you eat all the time. Moving that diet closer to the ideal and further away from the unhealthy standard American diet. The standard American diet is, is awful. Americans consume so much processed, chemical-laden foods that aren't even food. They're chemicals. And so the more of those foods you pull out of your diet and replace with healthy, clean foods, you're making progress toward the ideal. So don't compare yourself today to the ideal. Compare yourself today to the person you were yesterday in your habits and start there. And then think about how you're going to reward yourself. If you get through a week and you can say, wow, I'm not looking at a scale. This is nothing about the scale. This is nothing about weight loss here, what we're talking about. I'm talking about looking at your food for the past week and saying, yeah, I said I was going to eat less white carbohydrates like flour and, and bread and sugar, and I did. Or I said that I was going to eat vegetables every day, and I had vegetables every day. What's the reward going to be? Maybe... Maybe you reward yourself with that exquisite latte, or maybe you reward yourself with a gift card to somewhere. Maybe you reward yourself to a spa day. I don't care what it is. Just make it meaningful because you want to reinforce how good it feels to move closer to where you need to be and actually doing the work to change something and reinforce by rewarding yourself. You are a human being just like A child is a human being, and human beings respond to rewards, not just children. Human beings respond to rewards. And in the standard American lifestyle, we're really good at competing for the hardest working, the most worked hours in a week, and and the, the person who needs the least amount of proper care and feeding and watering. Like We are so independent and self-sufficient, and it's important, especially women, especially wives and mothers, that we reward ourselves for changing our behaviors, for changing our patterns, for working on what 
we see we can change just doing it. Like I said, we see so many things in our lives that we should change. And it's a matter of stopping and saying, all right, what's on the list? What am I willing to do? So I encourage you to do this exercise and um, share with me what you learn and what you've done. I want to cheer you on. If you have decided that the thing you're willing to do is something you're willing to share with me, I would love to hear about it and I'd love to cheer you on. So reach out to me. Um, this is what I live for is to see people making progress toward a healthier life, whether that's weight loss or simply the quality of what's going into your body and the quality of your lifestyle and the quality of your overall diet. When I gave up gluten and sugar for the most part, the hardest thing has been getting used to not having baked goods as treats. But I found Smart Baking Company. And what's awesome about Smart Baking Company is they make gluten-free, sugar-free treats, but they're also low-calorie. It's not uncommon to find a gluten-free treat that's very high in calories, but you can eat two of Smart Baking Company's delicious lemon, raspberry, chocolate, or cinnamon cupcakes two of them for only 76 calories. They're magicians there at Smart Baking Company. All their products are certified gluten-free through the National Celiac Association. They have zero net carbs, and the sweeteners that they use are monk fruit and erythritol. So you can feel good about eating these knowing they're not going to ruin your gut, they're not going to trip you up in the pursuit of your goals, and they're going to be that delicious treat that you've been missing out on. If you'd like to order, they have free shipping for some of their bundles. They ship right to your door. You put them in your freezer and then thaw them on your counter when you're ready to eat them for about half an hour, and they stay nice and fresh for you. So you can find them online at smartbakingco.com. And if you want a discount, you can use my code, destination underscore begin, for 10% off every time you order. So this concept also applies, obviously, to exercise. We we have so many ways that we can move our bodies in this world. Boutique fitness studios pop up everywhere. We, of course, have got the old school weightlifting bro seshs. We've got the big box gyms. Then, of course, running, biking, yoga, swimming. There's a billion different ways to move our bodies. And just like diet, a lot of times we can get really discouraged when we think, there's so many ways that I could be exercising. There's so much I should be doing. And I don't know how to do it or I'm not doing it. And we just feel bad and then we stay stuck. So same thing with exercise. First of all, exercise is necessary, okay? Unless you are a construction worker and your job is incredibly physically demanding, it's important that we move our bodies. Um, Our bodies are incredible. And the capabilities that we have, they can never be fully realized unless we push our bodies to do those things. And the number one thing that we need to be doing is to get our heart rate up. We need to get the blood flowing in our body. We need to make our muscles and our bones, our joints, our ligaments, we need all of them to work and to stay lubricated and functional. Think about if you bought a car and you put it in your backyard for 25 years and never used it, it would probably rust to hell. Um, Things would not work over time. You've got to use your body. The lovely thing is, is it doesn't have to suck. <laughs> it doesn't have to be drudgery. It doesn't have to be something you have to do. The scientifically proven most effective form of exercise for you is the one you do. The end. So pick something. 
And that might be easier said than done. But first of all, on this, you want to, again, imagine that spectrum. Where are you on the spectrum of fitness? So on the far left, we have completely sedentary. You do no exercise. And the other end of the spectrum is the fittest person on earth, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock or Jillian Michaels or the, just the fittest person you know or like Britney Spears because she still looks really good, okay? Um, so there's your spectrum. So now place yourself on that spectrum. Where are you on that spectrum? Are you really, really, really incredibly fit? Awesome. Then you can probably be incredibly fitter. And if you're completely sedentary, you can probably be less sedentary. We can always move closer to the ideal. The ideal, again, being something, uh, I can't even define for you. But it's for all of us, it's something further than where we are because we can all grow. We can all develop. We can all mature. We can all do more, frankly, or do different, differently. You know what? There's a slogan. I think it's Blue Cross Blue Shield. They had billboards up all over the city for a long time that said, live fearless. And it made me insane because it's bad grammar. It should be live fearlessly. Anyway, and then I just did it whatever. So I'm getting off topic. So just like we did before, it's important to take an inventory on what you do. So how often do you move? How often do you just go for a walk? Um, how many times a week do you get your heart rate up and have to breathe heavily? Or how often do you break a sweat and how long do you break a sweat? Um, think about that and think about, okay, what there should I change? Should I change something? And what am I willing to change? If you're not willing to join a CrossFit gym, I'm going to tell you don't join a CrossFit gym. If you're not willing to go for a walk, don't go for a walk. Find something that you love to do. Or is there something that you have been wanting to try and you just haven't tried it? That's a big one. I hear that a lot. Like I've always wanted to kind of try title boxing or Orange Theory and I'm just intimidated or I just don't know if I'd like it. Go. Go on Groupon, number one. Go on Groupon and look up fitness deals in your area. There are awesome Groupons for all kinds of small boutique workout facilities in your area as well as big places like Tidal Boxing or Cycle Bar or Core Power Yoga. You can often get an introductory deal for a really cheap class or a free class and go try it and you don't have to have a commitment. Um, you can also do a buy one, get one free on Groupon so you can bring a friend. Find a friend who will try something with you and just go do it. Then it makes it fun. And if you hate it and you suck at it, you have someone to laugh with. I mean, I went to Zumba. You guys, <laughs> I went to Zumba and it was so terrible for me. They don't teach you how to move your hips in homeschool when you're homeschooled in a religious cult that doesn't believe in dancing. And so Zumba doesn't happen for this girl. I'm also like a tree trunk. I'm a stiff Amazonian, not bendy tree trunk trying to Zumba. So just picture it because it's a disaster. But it was fun because I was with my friends and um they were laughing at me and I was laughing at me. And I would never have gone alone to a Zumba class. I just wouldn't have. And so find someone that will go with you and try them out. Maybe make a goal to try out something new every week. 
especially right now with COVID, a lot of places are opening up. Nobody um, seems to be filling up classes. So there's room. They have great deals to get you in. A lot of places are holding workouts outside. So you can try them outside. If you're not comfortable, try something new. Um, If that's something that you've always known that you should do, is that something that now you would do? It's a great time to think about that. Um, I've tried everything and it's hard for me to try new things. I get very stuck in a rut. But what happens is I burn out and I lose enthusiasm for something and then I have to find something different. So my first experience with working out was via DVDs. My first workout DVD was Power 90 with Tony Robbins. No, not Tony Robbins. Tony... Tony Horton. There we go. Um, he is the the guy who actually started Beachbody. So they were these videos and I actually use a lot of his moves in the workout classes I do in the park because they're good and they're, they're I mean, they're irrefutably good workout moves. But when I was at my heaviest, I would do those in my living room and I couldn't get through a whole half an hour workout without taking a break. I, I could barely do it, but nobody was watching me and I could do it literally in my underwear and in my living room and I could do it. And that's what got me started. And then I started going to the big box gym in town and just using the elliptical. And I could do that because that didn't hurt. And then I could get my heart rate up. And then I got a personal trainer and I started to learn how to lift weights and then that got too expensive for me. So then I started using Jillian Michaels workout DVDs. And Jillian wor- Michaels workout DVDs still kick my butt even with all of the working out I've done. Jillian Michaels knows how to kick your butt. She's got an am- amazing list of workout DVDs, the 30-day shred, the 30-day abs, the I don't know. There there's a lot of them and her app Jillian Michaels app is awesome. So if you're into apps or you want to try an app, all of those workouts are in her app that used to be on DVDs. And you can pick a workout on the app based on how much time you have or what body part you want to move. And then you can also sub in exercises. So if you have an injury or say you don't jump or you don't do any plyo moves because of an injury or because of your limitations – you can swipe a move out of a workout and pick from a list to sub in. So you can truly customize your workout. So super awesome. I highly recommend her app. Um, so I did her 20-minute DVDs. And someone at my office had done reverse psychology on me when I talked about doing her workouts. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to buy the DVD. I might do it. And someone at work said, well, I mean, 20 minutes a day is a lot. No one probably could manage to work out 20 minutes a day. And he was kidding, pointing out the absurdity that like, if you can't work out for 20 minutes a day, there's something wrong with you. It's kind of what he was putting in my brain, which the competitive part in my brain was like, yeah, if I can't do a 20-minute workout DVD, then I really don't want to be in shape. (laughs) I really don't want to lose weight because 20 minutes is not very long. So my success with those videos came from a that little bit of a of a bug in my head and then I gave myself permission. I just had to turn the DVD on and I didn't have to do it, but I couldn't sit down. So I had to be standing in front of the TV with the DVD on every single day. And that's all I had to do. Turn it on and stand there. Well, obviously, once I've done all of that, 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the moves. <laughs> and so it was this lie to that lazy lizard brain that you don't have to work out. You just have to put the DVD in, put your workout clothes on and stand there. And my, of course, lizard brain was like, oh, that's fine. We can do that. We can do that every day. It's no big deal. But then once I see all the moves, it's like, okay, actually, I remember this is kind of fun. I think I'll do it. So you can always trick yourself. Little sidebar. Um, but then I started working out with a workout buddy and that was key for me so much because I knew that if I didn't show up to do cardio with Holly, she was going to show up and my phone was going to ring and I was only five minutes from the gym. So she was just like, oh, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. And then someone will be waiting on me. And I really liked Holly and I love to be able to see her every morning and chat. So having a workout buddy was awesome for getting me into the habit of going every day and not hating it. And when I really didn't like the ARC trainer, we would move to the stair stepper and we would agree like, okay, how about five minutes? Well, maybe we should do 10. And we would push each other in little ways so that we would work out more. So if you've been thinking about trying something, try it. If you've been thinking about asking a friend to work out with you, do it. At my workout classes, um, that's basically who comes is a bunch of women who kind of know each other and that's their plan. They all come every day and they're all each other's workout buddies. And at our 5 a.m. class, we have um, two sets of those. And it's so awesome because usually if one shows up, I know the other one is coming. And they keep each other accountable and text each other and say, hey, you're coming to class tomorrow. Yes, I am. So get a workout buddy. Um, as far as workout formats, I will encourage you that as long as you're working out, you're winning, especially if you're doing more than you were doing yesterday. And we were talking about this the other day with some ladies. They walk every day after my class and uh, I let them know that this is a great fact to know. You burn the same number of calories walking a mile as you do running a mile, roughly. It's probably not perfectly on, but very close. So if you're hard on yourself because you don't run or you can't run, go for a walk. Walking is so underrated. It is so amazingly good for you. It's it's moving all of your joints, muscles, ligaments, tendons. It gets your heart rate up and keeps it up at a sustainable pace. And it, your whole entire cardiovascular system gets to start moving in rhythm and in sync and your blood is flowing and pumping without stressing out your feet or your joints with no impact, and you can do it for a long time. And so you can get a nice calorie burn, cover a lot of ground. It's amazing. I used to look down on walking so much and I never did it. And then after surgeries last year, that was all I could do for part of my recoveries, and I fell in love with walking. And then doing the Live Hard program, I started walking with my dog. I started walking every day. And now I, it's really weird if I don't get a walk in every day. I love it. It gives me time to think. It gives me time to see my neighborhood and it feels good and it's just so good for you. So walking, it's amazing. Do that. If you do nothing right now, just start walking. It's incredible what it does for your health and what it does for your weight too. You will drop pounds if you start walking, period. You're burning calories. The, the running versus walking calorie burn, you do burn more calories after a run, the like post-burn, than you do after a walk. But that's basically the only difference. So if someone's like, hey, I ran five miles, you can be like, whatever, I walked five miles. It'll take you longer, but you get the same health effects. So there's some some key knowledge for you. So um, once you've taken that inventory and you've decided there's something that you will fix, 
that you should fix in your fitness routine, set a goal. And set it based on what you're doing now, like I just said. Don't be lofty. Don't say, okay, I haven't ever worked out in my life, but I'm going to go join CrossFit and I'm going to go seven days a week for an hour. Don't do that. You will hurt yourself. (laughs) But set a goal based on what you're already doing. Sometimes a goal can be, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes or I'm going to walk for 20 minutes on my lunch hour or I'm going to go do a workout class somewhere twice a week, whatever it is. I can't tell you what that is because where you're starting from is your baseline. But make a goal, set a goal. Maybe it's a mileage goal for walking or running. Put it out there though. Put it out there on your social media or tell your friend or invite a friend to do it with you or tell me. I like to cheer people on. Um, But get people involved to cheer you on or participate with you. Working out and and exercising, it doesn't have to be terrible. And we all need to do it. We all need to be getting it in. So bring your tribe with you. Bring your friends with you. Bring your community in with you and do it with others. Go for a walk with your dog and your family or with your friend after work. Bring it home with you and bring your workouts to your friends. It's amazing when you tell someone, hey, I'm going to try a spin class. How many of them will say, hey, I want to try a spin class too. So don't be afraid to share what you're doing. Everyone has to start somewhere and finding people to work out with is easier than you think it is. And the most important thing is do not compare yourself to others. Compare yourself today to the you of yesterday. That's it. Because if you look at Jillian Michaels and you think, I have to be her, you're never going to be her. And Jillian Michaels has Jillian Michaels problems. Um, She says all the time that she has a hard time growing her booty and she has a hard time keeping her weight in check. She has her issues she's got to deal with. She's not perfect. She hasn't arrived. There is no Mecca for being in perfect health and not having to work at it. Look at yourself now and say, who do I want to be tomorrow? I want to be someone who does more than the me of today. That's it. And then be so proud. Be so proud for showing up. Reward yourself. Go to TJ Maxx and buy cute workout clothes and pink ones for Wednesdays. Reward yourself. This is a a big deal to see something you need to change and actually do it. If we all did that in all areas of our lives, we would all be so much further down the road than we ever have been. That is what's so exciting about this concept for me is to say, I don't have to change everything. I just have to find something I'm willing to change and change that and keep doing that until I die. And I get to reward myself for it. So that's why I ordered a new Britney Spears workout tank top today. So good ching to me. Anyway, (laughs) be proud. Show up. Be loud and proud. Reward yourself. Bottom line, fitness and health are so important. And we all walk around with ideas of what we have to do and what we should do instead of And instead of that being motivating to us, most of the time it's defeating because we know we could do better. So it's time to really look at where we are, find the things that we will change and change them on our own terms, according to where we are right now. And that's exciting because it's all about you versus you. And what do you want to do? And what are you willing to do? And then go do it. Most of all, tell me about it. I really, really want to hear about it. Um, Part of Part of the joy of my life these days is to celebrate wins with my clients and to cheer on these women that come to my workouts. They come every day and they do their ab workouts every day and they're showing up in their own lives and they're lit up and they're just simply showing up and doing their best. Some days they don't have a lot of energy and they come anyway. 
and it inspires me so much. And I love saying, like, I'm so proud of you. You showed up at your mat, which you you maybe you had to pull it back today because you were tired or because you didn't have a lot of energy, but you did a whole lot more than if you'd stayed in your bed. That is worth huge cheering from everyone. And I get to be part of that group that does that. So be that for yourself and let me be that with you. I want to cheer you on. So I'm all pumped up. Can you tell? Yeah. I had a little coffee pre-podcast. So anyway, that's all I have for you. So take a look at your life. See all the things that you should change. Pick the things that you would change and then change them and then reward yourself. And then of course, Tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you individually. If you have something you want to say, suggest, argue, or if you have podcast topic ideas, or just simply want to talk about your personal weight loss and health and fitness goals, you can email me, Kristen, at destinationbegin.com. You can always find me on Instagram too. I'm posting there all the time. That is destination underscore begin. And you can also just check out my website, destinationbegin.com. Mm-hmm.